You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. To connect with Empirical Investing Radio, please call 1-866-472-5790. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon, and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. We are certified financial planners and uh, business partners in empirical wealth management. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. How's it going, buddy? It's going great today. How about you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I was on a little vacation last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was very relaxing. Went to Hawaii. Yeah. There was a big APEC conference there. I think Obama was, was in town. I heard that. You know, we were hanging out, sharing ideas. <laughs> uh, not exactly, but uh, I think we were both uh, situated. That's funny. So it's good to be back. I got back, you know, and uh, been embroiled in some trademark battles. But uh, we're slowly but surely um, eliminating the empirical imposters. Oh, I see. There's only one original empirical uh, that does wealth management, and that's, that's us, Ethan. Right. And uh, But in the last year, I mean... We've been out for several years and have trademarked our name Empirical, which I'd like to have you explain why we picked that name. But um, sure. Anywho, it's in the last year, there's you know or two, there's been several uh, half a dozen companies spring up that have basically copied our name and even the font and some of the material, and it's very flattering, but uh, it's also a distraction to have to systematically work on. Rectifying that situation for those of you who are business owners, and yeah, sure, I'm sure you you can feel my pain mm-hmm. uh, or Ethan's pain. Well, our pain. So yeah, that uh, that is a good idea. Maybe we'll start the show. We could talk a little bit about why what what this whole um, reference to empirical means, Ethan. Uh, before we do though, sure, um, we can give out our contact information, and I know you wanted to talk about a very important topic. Uh, that you've been working on, which is people who are getting close to retirement, um, some of the key things that may save them thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of getting prepared for That's and right. throughout retirement. So I think I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. It's top drawer work. Well, let's start with the easy stuff. Maybe I can get out our contact information. Oh, write down this number. And uh, we are... You're going to need it. As we have for the last several shows, we're actually live today coming uh, from you, the, uh, the Empirical Headquarters here in, in the Emerald City, Seattle, Washington. Um, our number on the air today is 866-472-5790. And, of course, you can also reach us via email at, at contact at empiradio.com. And, um, you know, we have a standing offer here for, for folks who want to call in on the show, ask a financial Related question or uh, or an email, we'll happily send you one of one of Ken uh, or my favorite books, which soon will be uh, the empirical approach to wealth management. Some version of that. I've been uh, te- working away on our our book that we'll be producing and putting out. Yeah, I've help. seen you seen you peck away at the outline here. Yeah, recently. I've been pecking away like a, like a rooster, or chicken, um, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that'll that will will uh, we'll get that out soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. Okay. Um, yeah, but we'd love to give you some good books. So email, call us, and uh, again, um, uh, 
you know, we love to to help out, and and if we can do it as part of the program, that'd be great. Um, also, Ethan, I don't know if now is the time, but maybe throughout the show, uh, this this um, this uh, military idea I have for for you for, oh, for yeah. our veterans, right? Um, that I want to do something special for them uh, in helping develop or design financial plans for them. Um, and, and doing it, uh, you know, on a basis where we're not charging any fees or to try to help families out right? Um, and kind of give back. Uh, we just passed uh, Veterans Day here recently, and it yep. was just something that was on, on my mind, and I talked to you and Michael about, and you guys are interested in it. I'm kind of excited in, in the concept, and maybe we can mold that a little bit on the show while we're while we're here, while yeah, we're down here. I think it sounds pretty good. I mean, I think everybody, every investor uh, needs, I think, some help probably. And certainly the, the best advice you can get is the stuff that's based on empirical evidence. And that's the stuff that we look at. So you want to you want to attack that then before we get into your exciting, uh, what do you call it, the, the program that, that you're helping make individuals aware of how to prepare for retirement? Yeah. I haven't, it's not exactly the name, but for, I have a couple of, that are potential candidates. First one's uh oh well, hey, if you have ideas as we go through this, email us. Oh, I'd, be, I'd love to hear it. And we'll if if we use your idea, yeah, we'll we'll give you uh, one free trip to the local um to to your local fa- uh, fair with Simon. <laughs> no doubt the flood the, the the calls and emails will be flooding in here. Um yeah, but my first candidate was just something very simple. Uh, empirical successful retirement program. It's kind of catchy. I, guess. I mean, it's it describes what it is, but it may not be may not burden readers and not be too excited about it. But another one was uh, five secrets to a successful retirement. Uh, Just some ideas. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Um, I don't know. I only came up with two so far. So if you have any any better suggestions or, or unique suggestions, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, email them into us. Mail. All right. All right. Well, empirical. Why don't you just do a quick let's let's get this out. But since we are the the single original empirical, um, uh, at least to the extent that we're using it in in a uh, delivering wealth management uh, as a company format, how did we get to that? And uh, why was it? No other advisor had it. No other trademark was registered for. A financial advisor that does what we do. Um, it was it was truly unique in that. In other words, I, w- I looked at the time and there was no other yeah. advisors registered with the SEC that were engaged in that name. Right. That we're aware of. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we were first starting our business, the type of of, of evidence that we would be looking toward uh, to to help figure out. Hey, how best to invest, help guide our investment decisions, which we then pass on to clients, um, was more of the empirical type of evidence, right? The academic empirical type of, of, of research that had been done out there by usually independent third parties, right? People didn't have, sort of, like you say, an axe to grind. Exactly. They just want to get closer to the truth, and that's the essence of empirical. Um, and In fact, the empirical way of doing things is really to either be able to prove or disprove a particular point, right, by conducting... Uh, basically, research on, on on a particular topic. So, and there are many different aspects of investing, and that's the stuff that we've looked toward to help build our investment philosophy and build our company, right? 
rather than just be, hey, I'm impartial to this, or hey, can you maybe impartial to that, um, or go by some some other method that, you know, hey, maybe I maybe I'm not uh, the most objective here, you know. We wanted to, to throw that by the wayside and, and look only at the information and data um, that can be again proved or disproved, and then use that exclusively if possible. Yeah, you know, when when I started in this industry, I mean, you go to college and you take finance classes, and there's some investment theory, and um, if you, you know, I was finance and accounting, I think you were finance, but yep, still to the to the degree back at least when I was, and I know. Curriculums are probably evolving on this. Yeah, you really have to go outside of that and do a concentrated study. For example, something on the order of a chartered financial analyst or mm-hmm. um, something, uh, a search, even certified financial planner, or just start doing your own research on this um, to really start to collect data on on how capital markets function. Um, on a level that an individual investor would want to construct portfolios, right? So, you know, when you when I came out of college and started working with an investment company, um, you just kind of rely on their training, really, to, hey, this is how we do things. And if you're out there and you're an advisor, and you, maybe you're earlier on in your career, you probably know what I'm, you can, can relate to what I'm saying is, hey, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I may have some financial background, but by no means does that make you an expert in in portfolio management. Um, and CFA curriculum, for example, that stands for the Chartered Financial Analyst. Um, you know, it, it's very heavily weighted on securities analysis. So yep. the ability to, for example, evaluate a particular security or to, you know, kind of wade through economic data or some statistical, um, there's a pretty good amount of quantitative, you know, understanding how futures, options, and other things work in there, um, and some theory. Uh, but, I mean, until you start to get into that kind of stuff, um, you really don't have a lot of evidence, right? Most brokerage companies have a process of screening what they define as worthy or, or you know, top-performing investments. Yep. Um, and, you know, you just... You start to kind of wonder, though, over time, as you have more and more experience, and I think if you're an individual investor, just ask yourself these questions. What's my experience been following traditional financial advice? And whether it's delivered from maybe a a brokerage company or financial media or newsletters, or um, is there something to it that seems like, hey, I'm always waiting for the next piece of information uh, to make my decision? Rather than learning how to construct, um, it's almost like you, you kind of have a blindfold on and somebody's handing you parts and you're trying to put an engine together, but you never really learn how to put the engine together. <laughs> right. You're you're always relying on the next piece to come to you by from somebody, um, and in the end of it, maybe it worked out, maybe it didn't. But could you do it now? Take the blindfold off and do it yourself, kind of thing. Probably not. And and that's kind of how I felt. It's like, hey, we're, there's always a moving target here. We're somehow we're always picking investments that some of them do okay, some of them don't, and then we kind of get rid of the ones that don't and keep the ones that did okay, and the cycle starts over. But in the end, did we really do anything? And as I started to evaluate that more and more, and looked at the traditional industry, uh, and then went outside of that and started reading a lot of the independently produced 
material studies on how effective some of these strategies have actually been in play, you start to see a disparity between those two. Um, and it leads you down a different path of action and a different view about how to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, that, that view becomes very liberating. We've got to take a break here, but when we get back, maybe we could continue on this for a moment and then get into this exciting uh, retirement strategy you've been working on. Sounds great. Uh, All righty then. We'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm my name is simon Liu, portfolio manager with empirical wealth management inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307 that's 1-800-923-4307 or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Alrighty then, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ethan was, uh, you know, he was just gearing up to talk about this very exciting work he's done on uh, preparing for retirement and really maximizing the opportunities. And yeah. uh, if you have any ideas for how we can how we can uh, 
refer to this as you said successful retirement program or five must haves um something catchy retiring roth nice, rich how about roth rich do you like that one well that sounds pretty good <laughs> could be um Again, this is Ken and Ethan with Empirical. We're financial advisors, certified financial planners. Ethan has a master's degree in financial planning, and I have one in financial analysis. And uh, we're trying to give out good good ideas on this program about investing and also financial planning topics. We mix those two in. From time to time, we have guests. Uh, we've had a Nobel Prize winner, several academics, authors, mm-hmm. and other industry uh, titans. That's a good wow. word. You know. But uh, so we don't have anybody on the docket now. Is there anybody you'd like to have, Ethan? By the way, I'm sure there is. Approach. I yeah, know. I was watching a news show on one of the networks, and uh, there's a guy who wrote a book um, about Washington, and um, the gist of the book was how they have access to insider. This typically wasn't a financial show. That's why it kind of caught my eye. Hmm. It was on one of the the news networks and just a general show about political stuff oh so washington dc yeah washington dc what goes on um behind the scenes but they related it to uh investing the book was about how to look up the i haven't read it i can't comment on it i found what he was stating on the program to be fascinating which was that the ethics committees um the ethics committee like for congress um apparently it's okay for uh senators and congress peeps to be in these meetings where they're talking about future potential legislation that could affect certain segments of the stock market, an example being the financial crisis, right, as they're meeting and getting information for those uh, politicians to then go out and trade on that information. Hmm. And so he went through several, both Democrat and uh, Democratic and Republican, so both are equally dirty and, and terms of uh, engaging in this behavior, according to, to him. Um, and I'll, I will find the book. It's called uh, Throw Them All Out, I think is what it was. Uh, I don't know if you got your Google going there, Ethan. Yeah, I do. Um, something about throw them out. But basically, I thought it was really interesting. I didn't realize there's just so many things to know right, that go on. But the reason why it's kind of interesting is because we, we were just talking about Roger Rajatnam, the, uh, the hedge fund manager that just got sentenced recently was sentenced to 11 some years of uh, prison we know martha stewart you know your favorite celebrity sure uh several years ago now uh went to did some slammer time for uh <laughs> trading on insider information right that's right and um hold on a second yeah so it's that all situated for you um and so here, here, here he's saying, "Hey, these, these these politicians are making tons of dough. Trading on in any other context would be insider treated as insider information." Another example he gave is uh, one of the, I think it was a senator that um, hmm. was uh, uh, aware of the um, zoning that they were doing. So they're going to build a highway, for example. Um, before they determine who's going to get the money and how that's all going to work, he bought up a bunch of farm property that was going to be where the highway is. So he bought it pretty cheap and then ultimately sold it because he already knew that this is where they're going to build it and they're going to come in and buy out this land and he can he can get a pretty penny for it. So wow, weird stuff like that that goes on really annoys me. That's terrible. Uh, and frustrates me. And 
hopefully, you know, I bring it up because I think it's when it comes out that it becomes a public outrage. So hmm. all those 99 percenters out there, this is something I, I would definitely add to their agenda if they don't already have it on there. Sure. Um, because I thought, you know, aside from protesting the corporate Wall Street side, um, that kind of stuff really annoys me. Hmm. So I didn't mean to diverge there, Ethan. No, it's a good detour. Uh, although I usually do. Um, we were we were getting to uh, something different. Well, one thing before yeah. we got to the Let's do that. retirement program uh, information. Um, do you have any further you want to clarify with on the uh, you know, the name empirical and the evidence based approach? Oh, you know, I was just saying before we went on the break that uh, as as I progressed in my career, I became frustrated with what I found to be. Um, Weird disparities or um, inconsistencies would be a better word. The approach of you you pick whether you're out on your own, right, and you relying on some data source to help you select investments. So maybe it's something like a Morningstar or some other agency uh, who's ranking and categorizing professional investments um, and no matter how you want to slice it, it's very hard to get away from the fact that it, those rankings are largely affected by uh, the returns in, in the past. Sure. Um, and the the article I had just saw today, um, there was an article about Bill Miller, who is the leg mason's Bill Miller, exiting the business. Uh, it says last CNBC.com here. I'm just pulling it up. The end of Bill Miller's 30-year run managing the Leg Mason Value Trust may mark the end of an investment may mark the end of investment rock stars to emerge from the mutual fund industry as more versatile and higher-paying hedge funds attract the best talent and exchange-traded funds offer a low-cost alternative to retail investors. Bill Miller became a household name uh, and his fund a member of 401k plans amid a 15-year streak of beating the S&P 500, Ethan. Beginning in the early 1990s, the mutual fund uh, star mantle was passed to Miller from Peter Lynch, who was famous for his stewardship of the Fidelity Magellan Fund and his book, One Up on Wall Street, in the 1980s. Sure. Um, as, the, uh, as, the, as the focus faded on the likes of, of Miller and Lynch, as well as Mario Gabelli, Marty Whitman, Charles Royce, and David Dremen, the new stars of investing world emerged from the hedge fund industry. Names like Bill Ackman, David Einhorn, and John Paulson are now the most followed stock pickers. And I don't want to get too far into this, but I think what's why it ties into this empirical discussion is you have a guy, Bill Miller, who beat the market, and I'm not sure, I haven't looked recently into the studies to do the return attribution, if he was adjusted for everything, if there was a lot of alpha. Right. Um, but on a simple basis, we know he beat the S&P for 15 years, just a simple comparison of returns. Not a, um, so won't take it away that the fund did well. But then it went into um, a, uh, a very difficult period, I think the last five years, um, the fund has, uh, you know, they're not talking about that in here, but the fund hasn't done very well um, in recent times. I don't know if that has anything to do with them stepping out. <laughs> but, 
you know, my my empirical analogy here is that as I kind of looked at the way advice was being delivered, continues to be delivered in, in a mar- larger part of the industry, and the way investors continue to choose the way that they select their investments, um, it's this constant cycle of picking things after they do well, only to sell them after they don't do well, which occurs right after they buy them. Right. Um, and I thought, there's got to be something better here. There's got to be, and and always relying on the next piece of new information, the constant. Hey, this is things are changing, so anything I did ten minutes ago doesn't apply anymore. Everything's constantly in in motion and 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 evolving. But when you actually start to break it down in a scientific way, you find that there are a lot of things about investing and and the way that capital markets have worked over. Hundreds of years, not just in our immediate publicly traded record of our stock market, but hundreds of years, if not thousands of years in, in different markets and economic transactions that these things have occurred and, and continue to occur. And there's no reason, you know, when we had Harry Markowitz on the show, he was a Nobel Prize winner for the work he did in the 50s on what became known, the body of work from others became known as modern portfolio theory. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harry said, hey, this idea of, of diversifying Shakespeare talked about it um, in putting putting assets in, in different ships, right? Um, it, it applied a thousand years ago, and it'll apply a thousand years from now. So there are some fundamental principles that that don't change as much as uh, traditional investment managers and financial media have have a financial incentive to to lead you to believe that there aren't there are no fundamental economic principles that you can rely on to build a portfolio. That's false. And so mm-hmm. um, our our commitment and the reason why we took that name was, hey, we're not going to do things that we can't substantiate with some evidence and and some fundamental sound of principle that we can back up. You know, there's a – and you remember this kid, I'm sure. In fact, didn't we have Leonard Milanov on our show at one point in the past? Yeah, the physicist. Right. I know he recently wrote another book, I think. Yeah, with um, another famous physicist. Uh, yeah. His name escapes me now, but I think. Oh, the Dr. Chopra guy, I think. I was thinking Sorry. of the, the Drunkard's Walk, right? Yeah. In yeah. that book, specifically chapters 9 and 10 of that book, he goes into some detail about Bill Miller, Bill Miller's story, in fact. And uh, for those of you who are interested in reading up more about this particular topic, it's very fascinating. And he talks a lot about the um, the appearance of patterns that you know our, our brains are, are organized in a way in which we search for patterns just by you know just by the way it's set up right and so the patterns of illusions and and um and so forth can exist not just in, in sight but also in our in our mind when we look at past history of things we can sort of connect dots that may or may not actually be painting any particular picture but we tend right. to see a picture so uh, and that, that book's pretty great especially those particular chapters all right we'll get to your retirement a mind-blowing retirement program when we get back from this break i promise first thing we get back all right the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network we spend 70 percent of our week in the office what is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it the number one motivator is a positive work environment And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace. 
such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, we're back. Empirical uh, Investing Radio, your co-host Ethan Broga, uh, alongside Ken Smith here today. Um, once again, if you would like to give us a call, we are live today and we'd love to entertain any, any questions or financial-related issues you may be facing. You can reach us directly at 866-472-5790 or email, of course, at contact at empiradio.com. And so I think in this segment of the show, Ken, we're going to talk a little bit about, about the new uh, – Sort of retirement program we've come up with. Oh, if you think it's a good idea, I think it's a great idea. I think well, it's yeah, let's do it. Something I'm very very excited about. Um, you know, a little preface on this. I I've been working in the industry now for for quite some time, and I, I think one thing that I, I see recurring in terms of the folks that I come across and folks that I meet um, is that there's a really large lack of of coordination among the different areas of people's financial lives. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a uh, if, if a particular issue tends to come up, if it, if it comes, up, comes up at all, it's usually handled in, in, in isolation uh-huh. rather than how, understanding its effect on the rest of their financial life. Oh. Um, and so what I was striving for was a program that really uh, hit the major issues of, of most folks in, in a real pivotal time in their lives. And you know, we spend a lot of time, you and I now, Ken, are, are almost 40 years old, and you know, we're a little ways off from retirement, and, but undoubtedly we're saving toward that particular goal, and that's 
primary our, our focus at this point. We're not really concerned about how to take money out of the portfolio now. We're more worried about how to accumulate money and, and making sure it's enough for our retirement. And that's kind of how most people are uh, before they, are, they come to the retirement decision, right? Right. We spend a lot of time making sure, being experts in their, their chosen field of, of, of business and accumulating money so that after they decide to, to not work anymore, at least want to have the choice to work or not, or not anymore, they'll have a type of portfolio that will sustain them throughout retirement. Right. So it really is a bit of a crossroads for everybody. And, and folks who are entering retirement, you know, let's say around 60 years old, really can lay a, a very firm foundation for the rest of their lives if at that critical juncture they handle things uh, in, an, in a, how I would say in a, an ideal fashion, which again coordinates the, the overall investment strategy along with the various other aspects of, of retirement, particularly at that age. So things like how to take pensions, you know, what, what's the best, what's the best method of, of payment for a pension would be uh, one concern. Uh, how, to, how best to take Social Security is a concern, right? right. And, and how best to organize, organize the portfolio withdrawals that inevitably will come in the future. Um, so that's kind of the, the the preface of what I wanted to maybe talk about today a little bit. And, um, and we've talked about the the, the program is the uh, successful retirement program uh, we're launching here at Empirical. And so maybe we'll just dive right into it, if that's okay. Yeah, let's just uh, do a deep dive on this. Put okay. your uh, mask and goggles your goggles on here in your <laughs> suit, and let's get your oxygen tank ready. All right. Let's do it. Well, this particular program, as I alluded to just a minute ago, was, is, is primarily for folks who are, are, are nearing retirement. Now, um, either it could be an individual or it could be couples. It could be you know a, 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 a family unit there, an economic unit of, of two people. Um, Typically, you want to have in this scenario to help with the, the various aspects of what we're going to discuss today, have about a million dollars in combination of either tax deferred or, or after tax accounts. Um, and while you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'll punch up some numbers. Go ahead. Okay. Maybe I will. We'll see. Right. And then one important aspect is that you qualify for Social Security, and it's even even more important if you have. Um, have both spouses who qualify independently for Social Security. There are a lot of different strategies for maximizing Social Security over uh, over joint life expectancy rather than simply just an individual's life expectancy. Yeah, and that's one thing I found that is, is frequently overlooked um, in terms of hey, what are what are planning opportunities? And, and it makes kind of sense. I mean, you go to you go down to the Social Security office at retirement, and they they're really interested in, in telling you how you can maximize your 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 benefit today rather than looking at the longer term over the, as in the rest of your life, and certainly not over you and your spouse's life. Usually it's just only one individual. Um, so there's a lot of, of analysis and work that can go into making, maximizing that opportunity set for, for investors and, and new retirees. And why, why wouldn't you want to maximize that? Well, if you think if, – if, I think everybody would want to, right? Oh, I don't yeah. think anybody goes into that, that decision and thinking, oh, I'm going to minimize the opportunity. Okay. They're just going to be aware of all the choices involved, and they're certainly not going to get that information, uh, or at least not very often anyway, I've found, um, through the Social Security office. Again, their, their primary focus is in helping you figure out how to maximize your benefits right now, today, and not considering the whole life, your whole lifetime. Right. So it's just a different perspective is all. And if you don't know, don't know much about it, it's kind of hard to ask the right questions to get the right answers. Okay. Um, the other part of this program is that it's uh, ideally it would be a situation where you have some money in, a, in an after-tax account that means that you don't expect to need to withdraw money from your tax-deferred accounts uh, immediately going into retirement. Maybe you have the option uh, to tap into those later in retirement, maybe after 65 or even after 70 for some folks. Uh -huh. So that means if you've saved money in a 
in an after-tax account like an individual or a joint account or perhaps a family trust account that you would first tap into those assets for the the income that you're looking for in the early, early part of retirement and postpone some of the tax-deferred assets that you may have accumulated in your company's 401k plan or, or IRA accounts until later. And then ideally, the next last, the last thing, which isn't critical to the program, but it's, it's nice to have uh, folks who are, are interested in leaving assets to your estate or to leave a legacy for family members. Um, so folks who are, aren't necessarily interested in spending every single penny uh, out of their, um, their nest egg, but want to have something to pass on to heirs, perhaps, or even charities or things like that. That's, that's kind of the criteria okay. of who this program is well-suited for. And it presents a very unique set of, of, of opportunities to examine all of these different things um, in, a, you know, in a context that is geared toward maximizing um, the, the after-tax returns of those investments over not just any one year, but over the next many, years of, many decades of your life, basically. Maybe we can get into some more more detail. If that's all right. Yeah, let's let's stick, let's get into the uh, the weeds on this. All right. Well, one of the things that we're looking at, and again, I, I alluded to already. Let's get dig deep. All right. With the Social Security, uh, that's usually the first step in this analysis: Un- understanding the various ways to take Social Security. Um, whether you should be. Did you put Social Security in a lockbox? I'm not sure, but I think you should definitely look at it closely. Okay, go ahead. And we we have a very. Um, a very sophisticated tool at, at Empirical to help us analyze what method of Social Security, of taking Social Security, is best for you. Uh, and if you're married, of course, that it, it will include um, both spouses, not just one or the other. And one of the main weaknesses I see, again, is that um, when you're looking at Social Security, most people think, oh, well, my Social Security, oh, I, my break even point is based on my age is X. Right, and my spouse, even if they qualify independently for Social Security, well, it's based on her age and her her breaking point is is X. And what we fail a lot of times fail to realize is that you know the probability of any one spouse living longer is more than any any individual spouse, right? So the the odds of uh, say a 62 year old male making it to age 90 maybe maybe it's only 25 percent something like that, um, or as a a 60-year-old female, maybe her odds of reaching age 90 is maybe 35%, something like that, slightly higher than the average male. But the combination, that the chances of one of them reaching to age 90 is almost 50%. Right. It's almost ha- almost 50% chance that one of the spouses is going to make it 30 more years. And so it's that within that time frame, I think, the Social Security's decision usually is best made. And uh, for, those of you, for those of you who are concerned about Social Security not being around anymore – um, I, I tend to think that it's less of a problem um, in, in, in that the problems that do exist with Social Security probably will be fixed um, over some reasonable time period. And even if they didn't, um, and, and, and we've heard about this idea of Social Security going to bankruptcy, right? Um, well, what they're really talking about, and we talked about this in the show in the past, Ken, is yeah. the, the Social Security trust fund going bankrupt. Right. And so right now, if nothing was changed until 19, uh, between now and 2037, the trust fund would actually go to zero at that point. But let's say the trust fund was zero today. There wasn't a single penny in the trust fund. Would Social Security checks go out? And the answer is, yeah, they, they would. Because of the revenue coming in. Hey, you're stealing my thunder here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. No, you're right, Ken. About, th- about two-thirds, or rather, rather, rather 77% of the current payments would continue as is. So basically uh, every dollar that shipped out today, if the trust fund went to zero – It'd be seventy cents on the dollar would be paid out from current revenue. So it isn't like the 
a hundred percent of the of the benefits that are going out today are coming from the trust fund. It's only a, a, a percentage. Now that isn't like it's not a big deal. I mean, it's important to get that fixed. But my point is this: to fix the problem. It's pretty. It's a pretty small, small problem. A couple to, of little tweaks. Yeah, I mean, you can raise the. A uh, couple of percent is that social what security tax on individuals by a little more than one percent. You're a can-do kind of guy. I'm just saying that these problems are, are really a little bit blown out of proportion within the media and things, and that tends to sidetrack us. So rather than spend time on, on, as I think we should, how to maximize Social Security, some folks will just say, hey, I don't, I don't care. I want to take it now because I'm not sure if it's going to be around. I They've think been the, shell-shocked. I think it's better to plan that it's going to be around and that you're going to live longer than you expect. Okay. That's the safe side of things. And once we have a very firm foundation understanding how best to take Social Security, the next step is um, – Laying that information into a, a working, comprehensive portfolio withdrawal strategy. So it basically means that your pool of assets, after you account for your pensions and your Social Security, uh, hey, how much money do you want? Do you need to take out of the portfolio every, every year during retirement? You know, how much how much money do you need to fill the gap from those other sources? Um, and then we can come up with an allocation uh, of stocks to bonds uh, that has a very high likelihood of high probability of meeting those. Uh, those needs. And the nice thing about it, once you layer in the Social Security and pension correctly, you'll find most likely that you you can take afford to take a little less risk with a portfolio than you might have otherwise chosen to do so. Does that make sense? I think it does make sense. So some, I was looking at it, um, a new client here just recently, and they have a pretty aggressive allocation. They're about 60 years old, about 70% stocks. And after my analysis, I was able to de- demonstrate that, hey, you know, you can really afford to take only 40% or, or even maybe 50% stock risk, significantly less risk based on your withdrawal requirements than you're currently taking after you account for those other factors are properly. And that, sh- that should be, you know, will provide a lot of peace of mind to most folks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one, one important part, the Social Security, pensions, and then you know, the, the comprehensive portfolio strategy. And then the other thing that goes along... This like, party I like, continues. I like to say dovetail. Oh, one of my yeah, favorite words. Dovetails nice. Phrases, I should say. Um, is the Roth or the, the tax efficiency, you know, looking at an overarching tax plan uh, that includes analysis of Roth conversions. So, hey, how much time do we have left before the break? Oh, we got 20 minutes here. 35. Oh, a couple of seconds. A couple of seconds. 30, 30 seconds. Okay. Well, one of the ideas that most folks don't dive into, uh, I think, deeply enough, is, is this idea of a Roth conversion. Particularly, oh, that's a big one. particularly as you enter retirement. First time in, in probably your adult life, you're going to be, in a, most folks, at early retirement in a pretty yeah. low tax bracket. Let's talk about that in our last segment because that's a juicy one. It's huge. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. 
Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. And uh, we are talking in the later part of our show here today about successful retirement planning and not just knowing exactly how much you need to withdraw in a retirement and what type of investment program. There are things that uh, you can control and one of our missions and, and uh, things that we focus on here at Empirical is always start with the most important and controllable factors. The least controllable is what the market's going to do tomorrow. You know where interest rates are going to be tomorrow, uh, or a month from now, or a year from now, and you know th- those are not controllable factors yet. Everyone wants to spend all kinds of time and energy and and money around that. That Ethan, yeah. But how often do you see people putting a great deal of energy into worrying about what the current economic situation is? Um, and and not focusing on things that they could be doing that are guarantees to improve their their financial situation. It, yeah. It's it it blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. So uh, don't get me started. You've got to get back into this. So you know, we're talking about something here. You were you were on the break. We were talking about uh, just starting to scratch the surface on um, the Roth discussion. Right. And you you have been using that. You hit on. It. I mean the. The word guarantee is not something in the investment industry we, we can say a lot. I mean, that, you, you can't. Talk to me. I can't guarantee returns, right? I don't know precisely what the market's going to do next year over the next five years. I don't know for no. sure. I think we know have a pretty good idea of how to set portfolios up to take advantage of what happens. That's for sure. Uh, but precisely a number, uh, it's tough to say. But taking advantage of the, the planning opportunities that exist does guarantee you <laughs> probably better than uh, any other type of guarantee out there that you'll have a better better overall retirement experience than if certainly if you didn't. Right. right. No question about that in my mind. Um, so, yeah, you're right. So one of the one of the in fact, the last step, Kenny, you hit on it, too. The last step in this portfolio or this this re- successful retirement program is this the security selection. Right. What allocation is right? You know, right. The security specifically what stocks or what mutual funds to own. That's the last step in this step of these process here. But the next thing we were going to talk about is the Roth conversion opportunity. And uh, as I mentioned before the break. Most folks entering retirement, if, let's say you've been working for 30 years or more, and you're, you're, you're approaching 60 years old now, and you want to, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to work anymore. Um, at that point, you don't have any more income, right? You're, you're going to be living off what's going to be your portfolio returns in the future, and also the the pensions of Social Security or other other maybe rental income that you might have. 
But you're going to be a significantly lower tax bracket, most likely, than you were at any other time in your adult life. And for a lot of folks, boy, entering the first couple of years, especially before they even take Social Security, boy, they're going to be in the lowest bracket probably available, the 10, 15% brackets. Um, and most folks ha- say, well, hey, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm not paying a lot of tax right now. We're, well, my whole, my whole life prior to this, I have been paying a lot of tax, so that feels kind of nice. But the issue is this you have a chance to pull money out of your tax-deferred accounts, your IRAs or, let's say, your 401Ks or 403Bs and those sorts of things. Right, right. At least not, not entirely, not 100%, but take out a portion of, of money from those accounts and pay very minimal tax. And the trick is that, boy, if you paid, or rather you saved you know, 25, 28, 33, or 35 or higher percent deferring that money into those tax-deferred accounts, and you can pull it out at a 15% or lower rate, that's a victory. That's a huge deal for you. You know, the, the, exactly what you were hoping happened if you do it this way. So if you're able to pull, again, save save a ton of money in tax putting it in because you didn't pay, say, the 35% tax bracket. That's a top tax bracket right now. Uh, but you're able to pull it out at a time you're only paying 15 or 10% tax. That's a good deal. And for as long as that can exist, I think that's an excellent strategy. So in the, you're in a window as you enter a reti- early retirement from 60 to 70 before you have to take money out of your IRA account you know, because the required minimum distributions begin at age 70 and a half for all of us. You know, as an example, if you have a million dollars in an IRA account right now at age 60, and you didn't pull anything out between age 60 and age 70, at age 70, at about a 5% uh, compound growth rate, you'd have about $1.7 million in that, that IRA. And what happens at that time, again, you're re- required to take money out of that account, and you're 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 looking at a required minimum distribution that's going to be around $70,000 a year. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's huge. So humongous. You, and by that time, you definitely will be taking Social Security, right? Because you, you don't have a choice. You, you wouldn't wait past 70 anyway. And again, if you and your spouse both qualify independently for Social Security, you're very easily going to be at the in, at current tax brackets 28%, 25 or 28%, very right, easily. Right. And that assumes tax brackets stay the exact same as they are today when you know, there's no real guarantee that they're going to going to be the same as they are you know in the future so no i'm not and i'm not forecasting not making any bets as to which way they go but my guess is they're probably not going to go down there'll probably be a more fruitful exercise though to spend time speculating about that than the daily direction of the stock market yeah maybe so you know right people are going to put energy into something i'd much rather see uh managers quit timing markets and individuals and start putting time into Putting probabilities around what's going to happen to the tax code. At least that's something that, that is a little more uh, controllable to right. plan around. Go so, ahead. Yeah, so I ran this uh, scenario just the other day uh, with a uh, potential client, and they had you know around a million dollars in an IRA account. And I ran the figures for them, over, and they're just about almost not quite 60 years old. And I projected this based on, again, a 5% growth rate that if we pulled out money and paid 15% tax or less, uh, during the distributions between age 60 and 70, um, and put that money into a Roth IRA that it would save them over the next 30 years over a quarter million dollars in taxes. Yeah. A quarter million dollars of taxes over the course of 30 years. That's a significant difference in your after-tax return, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously it's much, much higher, much more efficient way of doing it. Then it just by deferring, hey, I'm not going to take anything out at all until age 70 and wait to pay all my tax later. Right. Um, there's a huge opportunity there for those folks who have a situation like I've described here. And then again, that's on top of um, the last thing on the list, which is 
making sure that you're in the right investment allocation, which which mix of stocks to bonds, of diversified stocks and bonds is right for you. And uh, that's the next uh, next and last step when we enter that information into our our Monte Carlo simulator and, and retirement plan. All right. Well, we got about three minutes. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I feel pretty good. I mean, again, confidence is high. Confidence is high. You know, the combination of things with this strategy. Oh, righty. Again, in summary, the folks who are at that particular point in their lives, that particular crossroads in their lives, that if they maximize the, the planning opportunities that exist out there, you will have a far better retirement experience than you probably otherwise would. I mean, if you don't take advantage of these opportunities, you end up taking unnecessary portfolio risks. Yeah. Because you're really stretching for higher returns than you, than, you know, than maybe you, than you need. You right? need alternatives. I mean, that's a, that's a perfect way of framing it. I mean, by focusing on this type of strategizing, having hopefully having an advisor that can work you through the intricacies of this, um, the amount of money that you'll save, you could reduce the amount of risk you take exposure to stock market risk if that's something that's on your mind it's a beautiful thing you know Ethan we just just kind of reminded me I, I, I like to throw a lot of things out at you keep you on your toes you were talking about some of these annuity deals the other day that yeah yeah because every time it's it's like uh, vultures you know around some roadkill here every single time we go through a tough time in the market yep and it, it's uh, accentuated in the media and all this suddenly you hear commercials for things like gold, for example. But you also see that the rate of annuity sales goes through the roof. Skyrockets. And and what these guys are peddling um, seems to be me almost uh, um, predatory in the way that – and you were talking about one of these guaranteed annuities that you were – Tell us a little bit about that, real quick. Yeah, a lot of a lot of annuity sales, variable annuity sales, have been going through the roof since the crisis hit back in two thousand and eight. Um, they're everywhere, and the problem is, is that when the annuity salesperson is is talking about a variable annuity uh, with a fixed, with a uh, lifetime fixed, um, guaranteed rider, uh, lifetime lifetime annuity guaranteed rider, um, they're really speaking in Fahrenheit when we're we're used to. Th- thinking about Celsius or, or vice versa. Right. They're speaking Celsius when we're, we're used to Fahrenheit. And so when they talk about, hey, you have, we'll, we'll guarantee you a 7% rate of return between now and the next 10 years. And then at 10 years, so you, you can annuitize whatever your portfolio is worth at that time. And we'll give you 5% of that that uh, principal for the rest of your life. Which on, on the surface sounds pretty darn good. Right. Right. And I have a, a very concrete example. How much time have we got? About 30 seconds? Yeah. We could start off uh, in our next program next week and talk I think we a little should. bit about this because I think it is a huge – It's I mean, a big deal. It, you see the numbers go through the roof, and I don't understand why the market after the market goes down or just because the news changes. Suddenly, that becomes the solution that everyone floods to, and it's just bad decision-making. Right. But uh, And we want our listeners to stop that. We want them to make a lifetime of smart decisions, financial decisions. So we'll talk about that next time. Thanks for tuning in to Empirical Investing Radio once again, and we'll see you next week.
We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. Thank you.